For the teachers out there, what are some stories about horrible parents you've had to deal with? I have a student who, while out on the playground, slapped another kid in the face. He was obviously taken into the office where the student then claimed that the wind blew his hand and that's what caused the slapping action. But it wasn't actually him. It was just the wind. It was a nice, sunny, mildly breezy day. Not at all possible. The student was in the office for physical aggression towards another student and looking at a one-day-in-school suspension. Clearly not his first offense. The principal calls home per the standard protocol in our district, and the parents believed his story, so much so that the parents actually came in with a lawyer to meet with the principal, and to get all the charges dropped. Despite two noon aides and a kid with a nice red mark on his face, this student was sitting back in my classroom in the afternoon, getting off completely for a blatant attack on another student. I feel like all he learned from this experience is that he can do whatever he wants, and his parents will let him get away with it to the best of their ability. These parents actually dragged their lawyer into the principal's office. Come on. A student of mine, first grade, came to school every day without a jacket, and when asked about it, he told me his jacket was too small and his family couldn't afford a bigger one. When winter came around, I raided the closet in the front office for a donated jacket for him. He lucked out, and there was a brand new jacket with matching hat and mittens in there. So I put them in a box I had laying around and tucked them into his backpack. They were a little big, so I hoped he'd grow into them. I told him there was a present for him in his backpack, but to wait until he got home, home to open it, as to not leave him vulnerable to questions and taunting from his classmates. The next day was warmer, so I wasn't shocked to see him without the coat. However, what was shocking was that his mother showed up at pickup in the family's SUV, wearing that jacket. I had to have a talk with the poor guy and arrange for a recess jacket for him that he left in his cubby so his mom wouldn't take another one. You know, most decent parents would put their kids first and not steal the clothing off their back. My mom is a kindergarten teacher and she had this one terrible student who not only kicked her in the face while she was helping him with his work, but he actually stole her digital camera from her desk drawer. She keeps it at work to take pictures of kids' projects and events and stuff to share with parents. His parents suggested that my mom shouldn't bend down to help students lest she be within kicking range and to leave her valuables at home. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of stories like this where parents are just raising little monsters. I don't think I have any worst stories, but I mostly notice a lot of trends. Parents are starting to tell teachers not to bother them with details about their child's education. For example, little Johnny's failing. Why are you calling me about that? I also notice quite a large number of parents who don't try to discipline their children at all. I had a student who was doing poorly and was always falling asleep in class. I called the father to talk and notify him about the marks and to suggest that maybe he needed more sleep. The father said, what am I supposed to do about that. It's actually quite a common statement. The parents that bothered me the most were the parents of a boy with special needs. Every day they sent him the same lunch, macaroni with nothing on it. I asked them at the first conference why they did this and his mom said, it's not like he'll notice. It was sad because he really did notice. When we had special lunch days, he would get so excited about hot dogs or pizza. It's indicative of how well they treated him overall and they didn't try to engage or stimulate him. 
I was one of four teachers in a conference with Dee's mother and a school counselor. I was the last of the teachers to talk, but I said much the same as the other teachers. Dee skips class all the time, yells out constantly, never does his work, and regularly calls you over to ask questions before farting. Dee was awful. Who behaves like that in 10th grade? Anyway, after all four of the teachers said essentially the same thing, Dee's mom looked at the counselor and asked, I don't understand why all these teachers are lying about my son. Dee's two older brothers were in jail. I assume D followed in their footsteps. Sounds like this lady's just clueless. Not from a classroom, but I had this one parent of a kid in my girl guide unit who was just awful. When we first met her kid, she would always ask questions about everything, didn't listen to instructions, and would then ask questions about everything she missed, and was generally clueless. Then we met her mother, and it all made sense. The first time we met her, she tried to sell us life insurance. That was her job. And in the first five minutes of talking to her, she started about four topics, yet never finished any of them. She drove around in an uninsured car, the irony, and would often offer to pick up or drop off other people's kids as well. She was also always late for everything. Last to drop off, last to pick up. Here's where the story gets even worse. I guess she used to homeschool her kids, which is scary to think about. In grade one, she put her kid in public school. Every time she had a problem with the school her kid attended, she pulled her kid from the school and moved her to another school. It got to the point where the kid had gone to four different schools in less than a year. Her learning was severely behind, and it was hard for her to make and keep friends. I feel so sorry for whatever poor teachers had to deal with this mom. I was a humanities teacher briefly, and I had a meeting with the mother of a boy due to his ongoing behavior problems in class. Bright kid, very creative, just couldn't stop distracting some of his classmates. No biggie, really. Mom brought our meeting to a premature end by announcing, Readings for homosexuals, and storming out of the room, yanking her kid along behind her. Poor kid never had a chance. Not a teacher, technically, I'm a juvenile counselor. But on Monday, I saw a kid who was brought in by her aunt and uncle. Dad was in jail and mom was a junkie. I kept trying to help them come up with rewards for good behavior. Like trips to the zoo, family picnic, an hour of outside playtime with the kid. And they just kept saying how no one likes her and how she hates everything. Worst was, when I was asking the kid what happens when you steal, that was her crime, she said, you get abandoned. Ugh, that one will hit you right in the gut, won't it? One of my best friends is a French teacher who came from France and became an American citizen. He's white and after living here for about five years, got a job in a majority black school. After he taught there for a few months, a mom decided to play the race card, came storming into his classroom and said her daughter said he was the biggest racist she'd ever seen, then threatened to get him fired. He let her rant and rave in front of the class and when she finally paused for a breath, he turned around his wedding picture. He's married to a black woman. He's said her mouth dropped open, but no sound came out, and she kind of slunk out of the classroom. His kids were crying they were laughing so hard. My mom is a special ed teacher. She had a parent-teacher meeting with the parents of a severely disturbed young man with multiple problems. During the conference, the mother casually asked, I'm not really sure, but do you think that maybe the reason my son has so many problems is because I smoked meth every day while I was pregnant with him? The whole room was in stunned silence for about 30 seconds before my mom piped up with, um, yes. I, I agree, that's probably the reason. 
Most laughable experience I've had was with a plagiarism case. Kid had ripped his entire essay off the internet. I'd googled a few sentences from his assignment and found the page where he got the stuff from and printed it out so the kid could see that the two copies were word for word. He aggressively denied it, so we got his mom in for an interview. I showed her the submitted assignment and the webpage printout, and her answer was that her dopey 15-year-old boy had actually written the Wikipedia entry on the Treaty of Versailles, so it wasn't plagiarism at all. Nothing like supportive parents. I teach at a dance studio and last week some of my two-year-olds just kept biting their arms for unknown reasons. When class was over, I let the moms know and one of them looked at me and went, she would never. My mouth kind of dropped as I tried to gather words and she quickly said, no, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see what it would be like to be one of those parents for a second. She scared the crap out of me for a minute there. If I become a parent, I'm going to do this at least once. I've had my fair share of parental horror stories, as it seems most of us teachers have had, but I think it's time for a pick-me-up. I teach digital arts and technology at an inner-city public high school in a gang-infested, poverty-ridden, but culturally bright neighborhood. Last year, a student of mine, let's call him A, stole a MacBook laptop out of my classroom. After scouring video footage in detail, I identified the student who took it. The kid lied repeatedly to me about not taking it, and security couldn't find it on him or anywhere else at all. After escaping security, A picked up the laptop from another student, who he planted the laptop on earlier in the day, took it home, painstakingly cleaned the white keyboard and casing with a Q-tip, then promptly sold it to some dudes on the street for $500 cash. Two days later, a random girl tells me about how A planted the laptop on the random kid. The accomplice admits, security calls A back in, and gets his father into the school. Dad is furious with A. He takes A into their car and makes A drive through the streets of the hood to find the dudes he sold the laptop to. Dad forces A to buy the laptop back from the guys he sold it to for a markup price of $600, which A paid. The next morning, Dad makes A return the laptop back to my classroom in better condition than when he stole it. Not one file missing and sparkling white MacBook. There's hope for us yet. We had to squeeze in at least one good parent, right? My stepfather was having parent-teacher conferences and he was talking to this kid's parents. The parents had a question about when my stepfather was going to go over the Civil War. My stepfather said it would be in about a week or so. The parents said, Great, because we'll pull our kid from the unit. We believe the Civil War never happened and we're under the Confederate government. My stepfather was flabbergasted and didn't know how to respond. Then the parents got up and said to him, We'll also pull our kid for the World War II unit because the Holocaust was made up and never happened. Some people just love to believe what they want to believe, don't they? I could list all the terrible phone calls, conferences, and emails where parents blame everything except their child's actions for the reason they're in trouble. They're so numerous, I can't even begin to count them. The one that's different than all of those, and the only one like it that I've encountered, was one with one of my AP English students. It was a typical parent-teacher conference. AP parents were flying in and out, since almost all the kids are doing well. This one super sweet girl and her mother come in and sit down. I tell them she is a 99% 
90% in the class. 99% total, as in an A+. Without missing a beat, the mom looks at her daughter with big-time attitude and says, what can we do to get that to 100? My mouth dropped. I said, well, we still have a semester, so there's time for extra credit. And then I made a mistake of adding, but you know a 99 is really great. That was a mistake. The mom jumps out of her chair and starts yelling at me that I should mind my own business and that she has high expectations of her daughter to become more than just a high school teacher. I hate parents, which is why I don't plan on ever becoming one. This mom needs a reality check. Her daughter's doing great. You have no need to be so hard on her. No worse story, but after 25 plus years in the classroom, I can tell you that awful kids generally have truly messed up parents. It's pretty shocking, really. Frequently horrible, in fact. We've had teachers physically attacked during parent conferences in our nice little town in the heart of America, and the parents get a slap on the wrist. I like teaching and have had a rewarding career, but I would not do it again. I don't want my kid to become a teacher either. That really says a lot, doesn't it? A story from my friend who's a high school teacher. A student turned in an exam with suspiciously similar solutions to a person near them. From past performance and the seating arrangement, it was clear which one of them was copying. My friend had some of the other teachers look through the exams to see if they would notice the same thing, which they all did. The student's mother came in and said that the teacher just didn't like her daughter and was just accusing her of cheating for that reason. When the principal said that several other teachers agreed with the assessment that her daughter had cheated, The mother said, well, then the teacher put her next to a good student to force her to cheat so she would get in trouble. I'm sorry, what? Is this lady delusional? My mother is a teacher. This is only the worst one. There are more. She was teaching a class in elementary school that had a severely mentally handicapped girl in it. I'm talking constant drooling, unable to form words, just grunts and moans and yells. She clearly belonged in special ed, but her parents refused. They insisted she be put in a normal class because she doesn't need special ed. The classes were completely useless for her, and her noise and mess seriously disrupted the education of 30 other students students. The school even had to pay an aide to be with her all day because she couldn't take care of herself. When the school finally decided to go ahead and put her in special ed, the parents sued the district because apparently their 12-year-old with the mentality of a 3-4-year-old to four year old did not belong in special ed in their minds. Teachers had to spend their days in court instead of their classrooms, and my mom had to deal with lawyers and parents telling her she had no idea what was best for their kid. The only winners in this scenario are the lawyers. My dad is a principal and once suspended a girl for wearing a shirt that showed her whole stomach and then refused to put on another shirt to cover herself up. This was not her first or her worst offense and he was fed up. The parents came in to discuss the situation. The dad didn't want to believe his daughter should be suspended so he attempted to lunge at my dad and fight him. He called him all kinds of names and said he was going to mess him up. I can't remember but I think the dad ended up getting arrested. My story isn't so bad, but I once worked with a parent who was really racist and tried to build a completely ridiculous case about why her son couldn't work with our black instructors. She wouldn't even look at them. Other than that, I'm constantly dealing with parents who are completely in denial about their children's abilities and have insane expectations, which is pretty horrible. All parents want their kids to be amazing and be the best, but let's be honest, not all of them have that potential. 
My wife is an experienced teacher. We live in a fairly rural northern area, and the school she just left is in one of the poorer towns. Typical bad was going an entire year without ever seeing a kid's parents or getting any response to correspondence. Also typical was kids without coats, hats, or gloves. She collected from our friends and left extras out in class. She had her personal property stolen all the time. Worse, kids dealing in the 7th and 8th grade, girls cutting and drinking and things like that that, to dealing with assault trauma, girls pregnant, boys with fractured skulls, lost eyes, and fights with older boys and adults. Worst was a stretch of seven years in which every year she had at least one of the following. Kids parent murdered, kid murdered, one time two in one year, kids parent murdered the other parent, kids parent took their own life, or kids parent murdered another parent then took their own life. I finally convinced her she's paid her dues and she needed to take a break for her own sanity, making 20k less now at an alternative school, but doesn't cry every day. That's gotta be a heartbreaking situation to have to deal with every day for years. That's, I can't begin to imagine. I had a student whose mother had divorced his father and both had remarried. He lived with his mom and stepdad and his biological dad wasn't in his life. Just before his freshman year of high school, this was the year I had him, his biological father allegedly assaulted his stepdaughter and was facing possible jail time. For reasons that are a complete mystery to me, my student's mom started giving all the money she could to the father to help pay for legal expenses. I have no clue why she would do this, and especially why the stepdad would agree to it. My student had no winter coat and received nothing for Christmas because they couldn't afford it. All the money went to his deadbeat dad instead of him and his siblings. And he had a five-year-old sister with special needs. The saddest part, he told me he was sure his father was guilty. Why would you take away money from a child who has all kinds of potential to give it to a scumbag who's just going to be going to prison? We had an over-attentive and incredibly enthusiastic parent of a four-year-old girl that suffered from shaken baby syndrome. The child was very emotionally stunted, couldn't walk, and could barely speak. It was really sad, and she wasn't making much progress. Whenever we would get time to talk to her mother about her daughter's care, she would immediately change the direction of the conversation to be about herself. There also were several stories floating around in regard to how her child got this way. Absolutely none of them made sense and were constantly changing. Without giving away a lot of personal information, over time it became pretty obvious that super special ed mom had some kind of Munchausen by proxy. But we had no proof and just had to watch the little girl for any other signs of abuse, such as incorrect medications, cuts or bruises, and if found, report it to a nurse and guidance counselor that would alert CP. I left a few months after this drama and never heard any follow-up about it. My first and only year teaching 8th grade was a doozy. I was 21, and all my energy and excitement about teaching was quickly zapped by parents dead set on proving me incapable of doing my job. I had parents sending graded papers back to me with my comments corrected and challenged. One day, I was called into the headmaster's office to discuss my use of foul language in the classroom after a parent learned I had told a kid to stop dorking around. The worst by far was a mother who somehow 
got my cell number and just constantly harassed me at the end of the year, all because she wanted her child to get a wholly undeserved A. This mother had a reputation, but I was in no way prepared for her full-out abuse. When her daughter, whom I'd repeatedly suggested receive some kind of outside academic assistance, ended up with a generous B- in the class, she just lost it. I was visiting my sick grandmother when she started texting me, demanding to see the final exams. Being as they were final exams, I was not intending to return them to the students. However, this woman had the headmaster so wrapped up in her crazy that he called me and requested that I have my landlord open my house door so someone could go grab the exams while I was out of town. This is on top of the mom's text messages like, you'll never work again, and those tests are mine. I paid for them. I want what I deserve. At what point does this kind of thing become harassment? I had a student who dressed in the goth fashion, black pants and metal band t-shirt, long hair and polished nails. He was bullied relentlessly by boys, girls and even other teachers. Every day I'd try to fend off the verbal abuse, knowing my classroom was the only 45 minute reprieve he would get. Soon he joined science club just so he'd have a pass to eat in my room at lunch instead of the cafeteria. He was a really smart kid. He easily aced the tests and helped along the other students with labs. I saw him building friendships in class. Then he started skipping school. He started missing my class and falling behind. When he came back after close to two weeks, he was even more withdrawn. He came to class and he turned in all the work he'd missed. He checked my website, but skipped out on science club. After a few days of this pattern and him refusing to talk to me, I called home. My intent was to tell his parents how worried I was for him. My worry was he might hurt himself. I said, hello, I'm calling about your son blank. I'm his biology teacher. Before I could go any further, his mom says, I don't need to hear it. I'm pulling him out of school tomorrow. He's his own problem now. She hung up on me and I cried. I talked to my principal and student counselor and they promised they'd look into it, but he was withdrawn from school that week. He's still in my mind five years later. I'll always wonder what happened because I was a little goth kid once too. That's great that you reached out to this kid that you saw was having problems. You probably really did something great for them. Sometimes it's a shame the parents have as much control as they do. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.